Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Hey, I know you've been waiting for Playbook Deep Dive, and I'm going to tell you right now, you have to wait just a little bit longer. But in the meantime, I invite you to enjoy a different podcast from Politico, one hosted by me. I'm Anthony Dragna, and I've been reporting on energy and climate for almost a decade. And I'm also the host of Politico Energy, a daily short podcast where we get you up to speed with what's going on in the climate and energy world. And what's happening in the energy world? Well, here's one thing. Remember when Biden was accused of promising to ban fracking nationwide if he ever became president? Well, there's one state that actually tried to implement a ban like that. And even with a fully democratic-held government, they couldn't do it. So what is this state? And why would a ban on fracking fail? Well, listen up to find out. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to look for Politico Energy wherever you're listening right now. And, and what about fracking? All right, now, let me, let me, have, let me allow fracking. Vice President I Biden to respond. I never said I oppose fracking. You, you said it I, on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. Put it on the website. Do you remember this moment from last year? Would you rule but, out banning fracking? I do rule out banning fracking because the answer, we need, we need other industries. The moment when Joe Biden's campaign was questioned over whether or not he would ban fracking if he won the White House. I will not ban fracking in Pennsylvania. I'll protect those jobs, period, no matter what Donald Trump says. The whole episode pretty much ended when he said he would not do that, even when it was never clear if he had the power to do so. But if you had to imagine one place in the U.S. that would pass a ban on fracking, that would have to be California. Right. According to federal data, California is the number seven oil producing state in the country, and it's also the number 14 state for natural gas. Chevron is headquartered here, of course, and there's plenty like of refineries, even in places that you think are pretty liberal. There's several uh, oil refineries, like in the Bay Area, for instance. That's Colby Burmell. He covers energy for Politico California. And in an effort to slow down, if not completely stop fracking, in the booming and bustling oil industry in California, Governor Gavin Newsom pushed the state legislature to set up a fracking ban. Uh, we will be directing and working very specifically uh, on a legislative strategy to begin the phase out formally uh, of fracking here in the state. Uh, but just now, earlier this week... That only has four votes. That bill fails, and we will notice reconsideration. So what happened? I'm Anthony Dragna. This is Politico Energy. And today... The Democrats' spectacular failure to ban fracking in California. It's Friday, April 16th. This all started last fall when Governor Newsom, after a series of record-setting wildfires, first called for the ban of the internal combustion engine in new vehicles by 2035. And then part of that executive order 
he asked the state legislature to produce a fracking ban. We have a commitment to phase out uh, fracking here in the state of California. And uh, Governor Newsom said that he didn't think that he could order that fracking ban uh, unilaterally, hence him delegating it to the legislature. I want to put fracking in perspective. It's less than 2% of the production in the state of California. It is substantive, but it also is symbolic. And so a few months ago, um, two of the most uh, progressive state senators in California they introduced a bill that would ban not just fracking, but but a host of other well uh, stimulation techniques. Um, we view ourselves uh, as a global leader on the on environmental protection and on climate action, and there is a large stain on California's climate record, and that is oil. In California, it, uh, it's a one-party state, like the Democrats, and within the Democratic Party. There's the moderate Democrats and the progressive Democrats. And with any uh, major legislation in California, you definitely need the Mod Dems' support. The Mod Dems this time, they basically said that California isn't ready yet for a full transition off of fossil fuels. They, they cited the job and tax revenue impact that something like this would have. And uh, it was interesting because of the three uh, moderate Democrats um, who basically blocked the bill from advancing, only one um, actually articulated the reasons why they voted against the bill. I am all for let's let's continue transitioning off. We we'll all do our part, but I don't think we're quite there yet. And this bill assumes that we are. Thank you. Hi, Governor. Uh, Deborah Kahn with Politico. Uh, the question is about oil drilling. You'd asked lawmakers to bring you a bill on fracking. Uh, it died in its first hearing on Tuesday. Uh, you'd said you weren't familiar with the details. Would it have helped if you'd gone to bat for it at all? And what happens next? Is this the end of the road for this legislation? Or, or might we see another push on it? Uh, we might see like another push on the legislation, but more on the issue of drilling setbacks. Um, something new that we learned on uh, Tuesday was that the bill sponsors said that they care more about imposing like a 2,500 foot buffer zone between new drilling and sensitive sites like home schools and hospitals, which is interesting because they chose to package both the setbacks and the fracking ban together, which are two doubly controversial issues. And while this bill that had many different components, not just fracking in it, fell short in committee, it shows you how challenging it is, even in a democratically dominant legislature in order to advance that cause, but we're creative, we're resourceful, and you'll be hearing a lot more from me on this topic very, very shortly. I wonder if there are any lessons you think this experience in California that we can take out and apply nationally in terms of, you know, taking rhetoric on climate change and climate action and how that relates to the actual messy part of turning talk into actual legislation. Do you think there's anything that, that should apply, especially as Congress begins to focus in earnest on climate legislation, potentially? Yeah, I think that the lesson that can be taken away from this is that there obviously has to be uh, a conversation about a just uh, transition uh, for the industry and its workers. And that is, interestingly, what the sponsors of this bill wanted to do. The whole point of the bill, they said, was to start that conversation. And they actually amended the bill to actually slow the timeline for other extraction techniques besides fracking. 
So they actually recognize like the need to have a slower transition. So even if there is a good faith effort by these uh, Democrats in California um, to have a managed transition, they definitely are still going to deploy their political power. The, uh, the top industry group spent over $4 million like in state lobbying last year. And that was the most of any interest group at the state capitol last year. Also, the Interior Department is hitting the brakes on one of the Trump era's controversial midnight actions. In the final days of the Trump administration, the department announced it would release a part of Alaska for mining and mineral development. That chunk of Alaska is about four times the size of Massachusetts. But on Thursday, the department said it's delaying this decision by two years in order to run a supplemental review under the National Environmental Policy Act. This time, the review will include consultation with the public and tribes. It's not clear, however, whether the administration will fully reverse the order two years down the road or if they'll keep it in place. Thanks for listening to this featured episode of Politico Energy. And for everything energy or climate or the environment, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and search for Politico Energy.